When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because ultimately, as much as I want to beat the Braves in August, this is about Jacob deGrom being healthy, making starts every five or six days, and starting in October. That's what it's about. With that said, I think he's going to start against the Braves. I think he's going to start, assuming he's healthy, either the Monday or Tuesday game against Washington. They have a doubleheader against the Braves next Saturday. It could line up where Scherzer and DeGrom pitch in that doubleheader. It could happen. Or DeGrom pitches on Sunday against the Braves. They're going to need an extra starter. So it does make sense to have Jake pitch in that series because they're going to need six starters because they're playing five games in four days. And there aren't any off days mixed in. So... That's why, to your point, we were talking earlier, Pete, about David Peterson. He's going to make more starts. They're going to need him to make more starts. And I don't right. think the Mets are adding a starter before the deadline. No. Would you say, bro? I say great about uh, David Peterson. I can't <laughs> wait. And no, I don't. I, I, the only person, and I don't know if they won today. I know he had a, no, he had a rough outing yesterday, Carlos Rodon. It's the one guy I keep an eye on because, again, he does have uh, an opt-out next year. So if the Giants turn into some sort of some sort of sell mode. They may. Maybe. He's had a great season this season. That's all I'm talking well, about. Did you see what Carlos Rodon did in that game? I did. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to say it or should I? Because he kicked a bat and he happened to hit somebody. A Tyro, yes. Tyro Estrada. Tyro Estrada. The best part of that, and I tweeted this out, was in the clip, Wilmer Flores is so pissed off at Carlos Rodon. Wilmer Flores walks over with his arms out like, what are you doing? And he says something to him, and he don't look happy, which is great. Wilmer's a veteran leader. I think the Giants and the Red Sox are the two teams specifically that maybe we didn't envision as a seller that I think based on what's happened over the last few weeks, you can certainly make the case are sellers. And in the Red Sox case, you're obsessed with Carlos Rodon, which is fine. Like, I totally get it. The Mets were interested in him during the offseason. Uh, I'm obsessed with J.D. Martinez, yeah. assuming he's healthy. That would be the ultimate DH ad because he changes the lineup. Like he, there are very few guys that just change the lineup. J.D. Martinez would be one of those guys. But with, with all of that said, I think these few days against the Yankees are a reminder. They need bullpen help more than anything. Like I go back and forth sometimes. They need a bat, need a reliever. Obviously, the answer is both. I mean, clear. Like I, I want to make that clear. Both. But they need bullpen help. No, and that, that's the thing. is like, so BT, if you ever listen to T, uh, anybody that listens to the T. Continue show, BT from the opening of the season said, the Mets need a bat. The Mets need a bat. I go, that's good. They do. But the first they do, thing yeah. they have to, have to address, from day one, the beginning of the season, it's been the bullpen. That's been the biggest issue all season long. Oh, no doubt. No one's going to deny it. But in order, bullpen has always been number one. Has yeah. never not been number one. And it's not going to change yeah, look, until it happens. So... As far as the order of this season and how it's gone, I think we all knew the DH spot was a question. It didn't mean it was going to be a failure, but we looked at Dom, we looked at JD, and we looked at Robbie Cano. Let's not forget he was here. By the way, he has been terrible with the Braves, so let's just acknowledge that. But we looked at those three guys and said, is the answer coming internally? 
And it was certainly fair to say, probably not, but let's give it a few months. Let's see if J.D. Davis is the answer. Let's see if Dom is the answer. And hell, let's see if Robbie Cano is the answer. They have not been. And that, that answer has been it's, been, it's clear. They're not the answer. But we needed to give them that shot. Obviously, we both have expressed frustration that Vientos hasn't gotten that shot, that Alvarez hasn't gotten that shot. Though Alvarez has struggled at AAA, so whatever. We'll put that in the corner. But clearly, based on the performances of those guys, J.D. Davis, Dom Smith, and Robbie Cano, yeah, they need to add a bat. No doubt about it. I think with the bullpen, Lugo's been disappointing. Smith, I think overall's been disappointing, even though he got off to a great start. May, obviously, major disappointment because he's been hurt. And Adovino's been the greatest. Adovino's been the gold standard besides Diaz in terms of you're getting more, we're getting more from him than any of us could have expected. So, yeah, they clearly need bullpen out. They need two relievers. I think it's two. I think they need a righty. They need a lefty, even oh, though Robertson yeah. can get lefties out too. No, no, lefty. He's better you, against lefty. You, you need because you can't go anymore with the with, uh, uh, Jolie Rodriguez. He's got to go. He, I can't see him in another game. You can't have David Peterson. And I know that you said, you know, he's going to get opportunities. But realistically, in the playoffs, a big-time lefty situation comes up. David Peterson on the mound in the eighth. Seventh, eighth inning? No, I'm, <laughs> wow. I, I need somebody else. You just need somebody else. So that 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 can't be. So you need two two bullpen, if not three. Yeah, yeah. And we'll see. Look, the Yankees have responded. It was very George-like that the Yankees got swept by the Mets and within minutes made a trade for Andrew Benintendi, who's a the perfect target. I think that's something we could all agree on. He was the absolute perfect target for the Yankees. Left-handed bat. They should DFA Joey Gallo. He's... Mu- I don't want to call Benintendi a contact hitter because I have a tough time calling a lot of people contact hitters, but he doesn't strike out a ton. That's how I would phrase it sometimes with guys. There aren't many contact hitters in Major League Baseball, but he's a good bat-on-ball guy, and he's he's just perfect for them. The Mets' perfection is David Robertson. I think he's become that. I think, I think Robertson's become that guy not only because of how well he's pitched and the splits, but I think one thing that's very valuable that sometimes we forget is he doesn't come here with the questions of Kenny Pitch in New York. And a lot of guys do. A lot of guys will come here and you're like, well, let's see if they can handle New York. Let's see if they can handle being booed for the first time. I love the fact that David Robertson's done it before. One quick thing I want to address, because I thought this was fascinating. Fascinating. Max Scherzer used PitchCom today. And I noticed it early on, and I remember Scherzer, I forget specifically what he had said in the past, but was never a fan of PitchCom. But he was using PitchCom. And it worked. I mean, Scherzer was pretty good. He didn't allow a run in seven innings. And so I saw his post-game comments. And I do want to read them because I think this is an amazing debate. What went into the decision to use PitchCom? Tim Healy tweeted this out. So thank you, Tim. Nitto really wanted me to try it. I would start with that. Great. Nitto basically said, come on, Max. Let's do PitchCom. Here's what I'll say about PitchCom. It works. Does it help? Yes. Here's the caveat. But I think it should be illegal. (laughs) (laughs) What? I I don't think it should be in the game. Stealing signs is a part of the game. For me, I've always taken pride in having a complex system of signs and having that advantage over other pitchers. So the fact that we're taking this out of the game and we're putting in technology, now you can't steal signs on second— the pitcher can't have an advantage of having a complex system. 
It's a part of baseball trying to crack somebody's signs. So, does it have its desired intent that cleans up the game a little bit? Yes. But I also feel it takes away a part of the game. He's he's right on a lot of levels. He's admitting, yes, it works. I don't like it. Because stealing signs is a part of baseball. And he is right. Stealing signs, and we're not talking about the Astros. All right, let's just please leave that out. We're not talking about using electronic devices. We're talking about what's been going on since the beginning of time. A guy on second figures out your signs. And you know what? It's stealing, but it's not stealing. It's your team not being smart enough or being complex enough. And Max Scherzer's telling you, I'm smart. I have an advantage that me and my catcher will have signs that you can't break. So because these other schmucks can't come up with cool signs, we got to go to technology to protect those imbeciles. Scherzer's like, I don't need protection. He's a badass and he's right. I completely agree with what he's saying, but, but, I don't necessarily agree that would make it illegal because one of the desired effects of Pitchcom, I don't know if this has been proven yet because I know there are some times where, oh, they're having a problem with Pitchcom, but as they perfect it, I think it speeds up the game and speeding up the game is important. And that's where me and Max are going to fundamentally disagree because I know he doesn't like the pitch clock either. I love the pitch clock. So while I think his points about stealing signs is completely fair and I totally agree with him, there's another desired effect that you're trying to get out of this and that's, hey, can we move the game along? You know what he sounds like? He sounds like a miserable fantasy baseball owner. (laughs) I would not want to deal with him in my league. He'd be that guy that I'd be on like, dude, you can't do that. Well, it doesn't say it in the rule book that way, so I was able to interpret it this way. He's that type of guy. He's tricky. Dude, I, lo- I love the chess match. Like That's that's something that I love about Max Scherzer, and I love that about baseball. You've had these internal chess matches all over the place, but he's and, like that intense, dude. And he's asked by, I think it was Tim Healy. Tim Healy tweeted it, so I assume he asked the question, will you continue using it since it exists? I don't know. I'll continue to think about it. I might. (laughs) By the way, there's nothing wrong with him using it. Like, his answer could be, I don't think it should exist. I don't like it. Here are my reasons. But hey, since it does exist and since everyone else is using it, of course I'll use it. It makes it easier. So I don't think that's hypocritical at all. I just think that stealing signs is a part of the game. He's. I totally agree with what he's saying. I really do. But I think if the desired result, and I'd love to see the facts on this because I want to know, is Pitchcom speeding up the game? I'm saying that it is. I don't actually know if it is. If sure. it is speeding up the game, because uh, I want to be fair about that. I don't have the, the facts to back me up on that. I really don't. Because I know there are times, Pete, where like Wandy Peralta uh, in game two was holding his hand to his ear. There are delays with Pitchcom. But when it works... Does it speed up the game? If the answer is yes, I'm a big proponent of that. So I'd be willing to trade off losing the stealing of signs in turn of, hey, the game's moving along. I know Max hates the pitch clock too. I I disagree with him about that. I have not seen a negative thing about the pitch clock. But look, Max is intense. Like his intensity in the negotiation room is what we're seeing on the mound. I mean, you saw the emotion when he was striking out Aaron Judge and he was walking off the mound. He's a... He's a crazy man, and I'm so glad he's on our baseball team. Oh, God bless. By the way, before we finish up, I do have to give a shout-out to my boy, uh, Chris Wade, who 
was at the ball game on Tuesday. He, Chris Wade, former UFC fighter, P, going for PFL championship. Uh, he worked in the PFL MMA fighter. If he's up for the one million dollar prize in the PFL, but he was at the game with his uh, girlfriend or wife and his child, and um, they saw a kid scoring a, a card, a book, and they're like, "Oh my God, can you believe this?" And he looks up, and boom, you're right there too. So it's like, he, <laughs> I was like, "You have you." Sh-. I don't know if he ever talked to you at all, but big big fan listens to WFN all the time. Long Island native, so we should give him some props and love anyway. But did you guys end up talking? Because he was texting me. I'm like, did you go- I, You gotta t- take a picture. I talked to a lot of people, uh, especially the first game of the series. I was sitting in different seats, field level seats. So I spoke to a lot of people that night. So I can't say yes or no. I, I, I can't. And I sent, you a, I sent you a picture of him, but unfortunately he had, his no, he had no shirt on in that moment. So I'm not sure. Yeah. You got to- <laughs> sent me a shirtless picture of a dude. I'm like, what, what am I looking well, at? He's right in now? the cage. He's in the cage. Just beat somebody up. So that's why I sent you. Yes. But. Well, I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad he he noticed the one five year old is scoring a Met game. <laughs> well, the kid the kid did like. Can you believe that's incredible? And then it's like he looks up and goes, "Oh, it's Evan, of course." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's Evan. That's Evan." I, I'll say this again because people don't believe me. He wants to score the games. I have never once said Jets score the game. He wants to do it, and he got to experience a Subway Series game. I will say these weeknight games, uh, Subway Series games, are rough because there's a lot of drunkenness. There's a lot of cursing, which obviously I don't care about. I'm not a prude. But when I am with my five-year-old, I have to make adjustments. I have to explain to him, yeah, we're not going to repeat that, Jed. Yeah, we're not going to say that out loud, Jed. Well, I, we went to opening day because I went to uh, opening day with BT uh, for the Yankee series. Right. And there was a guy behind us again, JD. He's 12 years old. And, and BT took a son, Colt, who's seven years old. And the vulgarity was extensive. It wasn't like F this, F that. It was like, yo, you suck a big D. And I'm not just talking about like a tiny D. Like it's a huge D, the whole Ugh. thing. And it's like again, descriptive. And the JD's sitting there laughing. I'm like, I got nothing. I got, I got, I got nothing. That's a this tough what, spot. Yeah. That's a, what are you supposed to do about it? Because Yeah, because I'm not the kind of guy that's ever going to tell anybody not to say that. It's more... I've got to deal with my son and decide how we're going to talk about this. Like, and why would you suck at the big D, right? Like, <laughs> what are you supposed, you're not supposed, why are we sucking a big D? I, I don't know, Jay. Yeah, it definitely it. complicates things. It definitely did. But hey, hell of a series, Met fans. Rub it into your Yankee fan friends. But I remind you, after you rub it in, when we get to Friday night and it's the Mets against the Marlins, the series doesn't matter. I stand by that. I was into it. I was pumped up. I'm always into these games when they're happening. Uh, I think Thursday at work, everybody has a good time. I'm telling you right now, Friday night, it doesn't matter. We move on. Uh, and you beat the Marlins, and that's it. And then you worry about the Nationals after that. This is a period of time where the Mets could really take advantage of things. The Marlins look like they're going to sell. They're struggling. Garrett Cooper's on the IL. I have not checked the rotation to see if they're going to miss Alcantara or not. You would know, Hoff, since he's on your freaking fantasy team. I think he's pitching Sunday, God. Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Damn it! How many <laughs> times we got to see this guy? Every freaking time. I know. And then a Do series you- against the Nationals, in which it goes into the trade deadline. So Juan Soto may or may not be there. And then obviously after that, the big series against Atlanta. So the hope is, the way I would view it is, can they right now four games up in the loss column add to this lead? going into the series against the Atlanta Braves. Now, the Braves also have a very soft schedule. 
they are playing three with the Diamondbacks, and they're playing two with the Phillies. So they only play five times. The Mets are playing six times. So, look, I can't assume that the Braves are just going to go 5-0 and against Arizona and Philadelphia. They may. They very well may, looking for revenge against the Phillies. So I guess, realistically, I would say if the Mets could go into the series against Atlanta two and a half up, right now they're three up. So lose a half a game, I think I'd be all right with it. I think if we can maintain this lead, have a four-game loss column lead, I look at it that way, going into the five against Atlanta, four-game loss column lead, five-game series with Atlanta, I think I'd sign for that right now. But both teams have soft schedules with the Marlins and Nats for the Mets and with the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. The Phillies aren't soft, I shouldn't say that. There are, they are an above 500 team. The scrubs. Yeah, they're a bunch of losers. <laughs> hey, quickly, let me ask you a question. Do you, do you think that there will be a trade uh, prior to our next podcast? Uh, I think the Mets may do deadline. I, mean, I know the Yankees did it a few days ahead of time with Benintendi. Obviously, Vogelbach, if you want to count that. I'm going to guess it's going to be deadline day stuff. So I'm going to say when we're doing our podcast Sunday after the Marlins series, no trades to report. But then obviously after the National Series, there'll be a, a trade to report. And by the way, we're going to have a very special, very special podcast after the National Series. As you know, we do the Rico Bronia after every series. Pete doesn't even know about this. He's going to learn about it right now. Oh, good. When the Mets play the Nationals on Wednesday afternoon in Washington, D.C., I'm going. So, we will record it while I'm driving back from Washington, D.C. I will get the proper microphone, so hopefully it sounds all right. My wife will be in the car. She may chime in. Jet will be in the car. He most definitely will chime in. (laughs) And look, we want to get you the Rico as fast as possible. So instead of waiting until I get home from Washington, D.C., why not do it on the car ride home? So we'll try it. Game? Obviously, if it fails, we'll just do it a different day. But Is that, is that, a, is that a day game on Wednesday? It's a 4 o'clock game. Interesting. So it's oh, a late afternoon game, a 4 o'clock game. We're off that day because the Yankees play a day game, a 1 o'clock game. So we figured out we'll do a two-hour show, so take it off. And uh, I have successfully convinced my wife and my son to go to Washington, D.C. to see Little Mets Nationals. That's awesome. That is awesome. Listen, and that is now that's why I'm filling in for you on Wednesday after the Yankee game. Let's go. Oh, you're doing it? Yeah, that's a little shameless plug right there. Yes, my friend. I will be filling in for you. Well, guess what? And this is up to you since you are the host of that show. All right? If you want on WFAN after the Yankee game any live reports from Nationals Park, you <laughs> let me know. I will call in. Whether it's a minute, whether it's five minutes, I will give you whatever you want. I will be your stringer from Nationals Park whenever you need me because I'm going to be there. I, I, I'm ready to go. I'm raring and ready to go. I, I don't want to hear from you. I want to hear from Jet. <laughs> okay. That's what I want to hear from. <laughs> He'll pop on the phone and let you know. So we got a bunch of Ricos coming up. Thank you very much for downloading it, reviewing it, whatever the hell you do. And Med fans, smile. Smile. Because we swept, even though it's a two-game series, and I don't like to talk about sweeps in a two-game series, but whatever. We swept the big, bad New York Yankees. Enjoy it. Thank you for listening to Rico Brody. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronya podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times. <laughs>